Hey, it's Gina with the Good News Girl podcast. Welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, hello. I am coming with a new word, omniscient God. The omniscient God loves us. He loves us. He loves us flawed humans. It's amazing to think about a God who knows everything, (laughs) about a God who is all-knowing. The definition of omniscient is knowing everything. And to really think, because we have this lens of um, being humans, and and we we do fall short. So when we have this um, lens, especially when it's um, wounded or when this lens is um, tainted with just the world that gets on us, um, it's really hard for us to grasp the idea that somebody can know everything about us. Um, There's these fears and these lies that come from the pit of hell that tell us that if somebody really knew us, they, you know, they couldn't love us or they couldn't love us as well. If they really knew who we were, that's what the devil loves to say. So there's this um, belief that a God who really knows everything about us, you know, how could he love us? And um, so I just want to go back to the word, take a look at the scriptures and see what it has to say. I'm just fascinated with the God of all knowledge. I am fascinated. I am one who thirsts and hungers and chases after understanding and knowledge. And um, I get excited to learn new things and I love a challenge. And when I don't understand something, it's really exciting for me to kind of push through until I can figure it out. I don't always get things right away, but I love to to learn about new things. And um, so there's just something so amazing that just grips me about the omniscient God. Um, I love that we have access to the Holy Spirit to be able to ask God Almighty anything <laughs> because he's the God who knows everything. So um, Psalm... 147.5 says his understanding is infinite. <laughs> Psalm 44.21 says he knows the secrets of the heart. Hebrews 4.13 says that no creature is hidden from him. And Job 37.16 says God is perfect in knowledge. I love these scriptures that just tell us the thing. But let's go ahead and look at Psalm 139. I want to read the whole thing because it's so beautiful. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. 
For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked, away from me who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offense offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting that is a beautiful psalm i love that psalm i love reading it in all translations that's out of the niv just because that's the translation i most frequently use but it is beautifully written in the passion translation and the nlt new king james the nasb just get in there and just get that psalm that truth all over your all inside of your spirit what a beautiful word. The Lord knows everything about us, and yet he made us the way that we are. He is not afraid of who we are because he knows us. He made us. Um, there's just no no sense in, in sitting behind a wall of shame when we know that he loves us because of the way he created us. When we wonder why we are a certain way we can rest in knowing that the lord gave us these things he gave us uh, the desires of our heart and he actually delights in us the word says he delights in us look at what at psalm 149 4 for the lord takes pleasure in his people he will beautify the afflicted ones with salvation <laughs> that's his gift to us salvation is his beautiful and perfect gift to us. He's not worried about what we're getting right or what we're getting wrong. He's worried if our hearts are for him, if we have given over our trust to him, if we've put our faith at his feet. He's searching for those who are committed to him. He's not worried about our imperfections. He's not worried about our perfection. He's not looking for a perfect person. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, get your life together. Once you're perfect, then God can use you and you'll be saved. It does not say that. It says just the opposite. <laughs> Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. You just picture this omniscient God who knows everything every single thing about my day. He knows every mistake I made. He knows everywhere I came short. And yet the word tells me that he is delighted with me. He's singing over me. <laughs> he loves us so much, guys. Second uh, Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the whole earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Like I said, he's not looking for a perfect person. He's looking at a heart posture. He's looking for one who is 
fixed on chasing after him who has laid down their life and is moving in faith. This is so good. Um, And Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. So we can tie these Old Testament scriptures to this too. In John 5, um, at 19, Jesus says to the, to, he gives the, um, his disciples this. He says, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. So Jesus, even though he was, he gave up his, he was eternally God, but he came to earth as a man. So he, he left the throne to come to earth as a man so that he could be tested and trialed and tempted as, as we are. But it says he knew the father and he did nothing unless he saw the father doing it. (laughs) So Jesus had the same omniscient. uh, He was not God omniscient on the earth because he came here, but he knew the omniscient God. He knew how to access him, how to get there. And that's something that we can take as well. Jesus is God eternal. And I want to look at the example of Peter. I mean, he knew Peter for who Peter was, and yet he called him the rock. Actually, this is one of my favorite scriptures. I want to read it. I want to read it to you. Matthew um, 16, 17 through 19. One of my very favorite scriptures. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. He's talking, Jesus just asks Peter, um, who he says he is, and, and that's the whole conversation. Um, and Peter says, you are the Christ. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not come overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound on heaven, and whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Look at the authority that Jesus gave Peter, and he this is the same Peter who rebuked Jesus. This is the same Peter who denied Jesus. This is the same Peter who doubted Jesus. I mean, come on, he knows our flawed hearts, and he calls us out anyway. He says this and on you are a rock and on on this rock you will I will build my church. I will build my church and I will give you Peter the keys to anything that you do on the earth is done in heaven. Oh, that is beautiful. Look at that authority. He's with us. He is not afraid of our messes. I'm telling you guys. He is all-knowing <laughs> and he's not afraid of our mess. God is on the throne. He's not concerned with whether or not us Americans understand what he's doing. He's not concerned about our our personal agendas. He's ruling and reigning. Um, could it look like putting a Trump in office? Could it look like a flawed man like Donald Trump? Could he be called by the Lord? Because it doesn't add up in our human minds. His flaws and his imperfections. The Bible says to lean not on your own understanding, but to walk by faith. Look at Daniel 2.20, starting at 20, going through 24. Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. 
right now and, uh, and, and where I'm living, uh, the weather is out of control. Talk about times and seasons. We went from a, a bright, warm, sunny day to waking up to uh, a few inches of snow on the ground covered all over the place to that same day it, it warmed up and the sun came out again to having thunderstorms and rain a day later. Oh, this is God, though. This is he changes times and seasons and he can do it in an instant is what I'm saying. Paint that as a prophetic picture. My last podcast was about don't miss God in the new thing that he's doing. Don't miss him in the new thing that he's doing. Just like that weather. If you based on the day before the sunshine and the warm weather, you might have missed that this blanket of snow was coming. And then no sooner do you look at the blanket of snow, do you see the sun come back out again and then a a rainstorm. Don't miss what he's doing. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, God, of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we ask of you. This is Daniel praising God. You have made known to us the dream of the king. I love the book of Daniel. That is just such a beautiful scripture. It's another one of my favorites. Um, But he sets up kings. He, God, the omniscient God on the throne, sets up kings and tears them down. God does it. He changes times and seasons. Just when you think you you know what he's going to do and what he's going to look like, he does something different. Don't miss what he's doing. Stay rooted and grounded in him. The Bible says don't lean on your own understanding. And that is really hard in a world with um, school shootings and, and massive shootings all over the place. How do we do that? How do we let go of our understanding? There's a difference between wisdom and, and, and understanding or knowledge. Wisdom does not have to have an understanding of every, every single thing to be able to hear what the Lord is doing and have wisdom with what he's saying to do and to move. I'm telling you, it's it's a new thing right now that he's doing. And don't miss it because you're wrapped up in the old. Get immersed in the one who is the eternal king. Bow down before him. Listen. Be wise. Be open to what the king is doing. Um, in Proverbs 19.3, it says, People ruin their lives with their own foolishness, and then they are angry at the Lord. Second uh, Corinthians four eighteen in the Passion Translation says, "Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal." That is so beautiful. Eternal. <laughs> Sometimes we don't understand. Sometimes we get caught up in our own agendas. But God is on the throne. He is omniscient. He is all knowing. Uh, Psalm 27 says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. He knows us whether we are stuck behind our own veil of pain and shame or not. He knows whether we shove our own agendas onto people or not, and he loves us. He loves us whether we've stepped into our true identities and we get we start bearing the good fruit. He loves us. He loves our process. He loves us before that. He is the beginning and he's the end. The alpha and the omega. He is God omniscient, all-knowing, God omnipotent, all-powerful, and God omnipresent, always present. 
Let's take close with the Revelation twenty two eleven through thirteen. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I just think that last scripture is so beautiful. God was there in your mess. He was there in your beginning. He is still there because he is God omnipresent. He is always there. He is in your past. He's outside of time. He's in your past, the same as he's in your future, the same as he's in the now. And he knows who you are. He knows who you are. Don't be afraid of him as omniscient God, but glorify him because we can come before him as omniscient and ask him, hey, I don't know. I don't know if I packed everything for my trip tomorrow. Omniscient God, can you reveal to me what I'm going to need in this trip? Can you show me by the power of the Holy Spirit what I need to take with me? Omniscient God, I need to make a decision and I need your wisdom, your omniscience, your all understanding. He is so faithful because Jesus took, took our sin at the cross. He removed the veil so that we who believe in him, Jesus lives inside of us. And listen to that scripture one more time. That scripture from John, if I can find it here. <laughs> Jesus, verily I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also do, does. We get that same access because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. The veil has been removed so that we can enter in and be face to face friends with God. The Bible says in the book of Amos that God does nothing without telling his friends the prophets first. He loves us. He wants to reveal things to us. He wants to show us what we can what we can handle. So ask him. You have not because you ask not. Ask him. Use his omniscience. Go to him for his omniscience in a beautiful way. Thank him. Thank him that he knows every single thing about us and he loves us anyway. Ask him to reveal things that need healed. Ask him to bring up what you need to deal with in his omniscience, in his gentle mercy, that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the God who was in that past painful thing, who can come with his beautiful omniscience and just reveal to you in that perfect timing because he sets up times and seasons. He is God Almighty, El Shaddai, God Almighty, everlasting King. He is the Prince of Peace. God is not offensive. He is not painful. He is not hurtful. He is gentle. He is merciful. He is loving and kind. He does not come in ways to hurt us, but to prune us so that we're better, so that we bear more fruit. He is so gentle and loving. I bless you. Thanks for listening. Have a fabulous day. (music) 